0: Welcome to another episode of the Programmatic Digest podcast. I am your host, Ellen Parker. I am doing a solo episode on the importance of qa as a programmatic ninja. Um, so before we get into today's conversation, the, one of the reasons why I always, always advocate for QA time and QA is because I hear a lot of errors that are created by humans, Right because a previous QA process was not implemented. So hang tight. This is a short episode that's going to highlight the importance of QAing, what it is actually, the importance of QAing, and then everything you need to do um, before any holiday. So this is the holiday season as I'm recording this in December. So, and I did post a blog on our LinkedIn and on our website, heleneparker.com about uh, everything you need to do, like the five steps to QA before a holiday so that you avoid any mistakes, you avoid any overall underspend. and it's been having a lot of traction and a lot of y'all needed to find more information. So this podcast is explaining a little bit of what I already started in the blog, and everything will be added in the job description. So let's get started. So first of all, what do we mean when we talk about QAing? Um, Quality assurance, quality assurance. How can we ensure that what we're doing is the top, most highest quality ever? It's very simple. At the same time, it can be very complex and I would say maybe very complicated. And it is one of those things that is constantly pushed to the side as not as a priority. So what I mean by that is I've seen very much a lot of teams rush to get a campaign on. You got to get this campaign out the spending. We got spend to start launching this campaign. And then, the next thing you know, there are some major, major errors being made because we did not prioritize this QA process that I'm referring to. So, when you hear QAing, it's simply are you checking back your work? Okay. Are you, whoever set up the work, whoever implemented the system, whoever is leading, have you spent some time after the first wave of creation? to really review every single step you've done. So for example, I'll take an example of a programmatic trader setting up their campaign in a DSP, let's say. I have seen multiple times where a daily budget was added mistakenly. Okay, So instead of adding the monthly budget or to make sure that the monthly budget, that number is set to spend the full month, it's accidentally have selected as daily, so instead of spending that 10k during that month, you start spending 10k a day. So those are very, very, very easy mistakes to make, and I've made several of those. <laughs> that could be caught have you, uh, had you taken the time to want to review your own work because you can easily catch your mistake. Like, oh wait, what is this? Oh no, let me ch- you know let me find let me let me edit it really quick, right? or you can have somebody else QA. So here are the steps that you should consider implementing today, not to say yesterday. When it comes to creation, when it comes to launching a new project, a new campaign, a new strategy, um, there's this space called planning. (laughs) You usually are in contact or conversation with the client where you shared goals, tactic, overarching strategy, KPIs. During this process of planning, that's when the QA process actually starts, because this is the document you use to create the rest of the campaign, right, to actually execute the buy. So the first line of defense here, or rather attack, is to review that media plan to make sure that everything makes sense. Because if you're saying that, for instance, we sold... I don't know, CTV at a $2 CPM. And I'm really much exaggerating for the example here. So don't don't send me hate (laughs) mails. But if you see that this was sold, really address the question right away because it's almost impossible. I don't know what you're buying. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what type of CTV inventory you're buying at $2 basically. I know it's the worst example, but it's an example to make the point. So your first line of attack or defense, whichever you are, start with the media plan. Review the media plan before you have any, any start of the campaign, right? And make sure you ask questions to that product manager or that account manager, you know, to really address some of those weird nuances that you see on the media plan. The second thing I would say is that as a programmatic team, you should probably have a kickoff call internally and externally. So with the client and without the client. Why? Because you always want to be prepared internally before asking questions externally, but also like you get to talk and get very specific and detail oriented, like really detail specific in an internal meeting versus like an external meeting with a client. Like the client is not going to care which brand safety vendor or partner you're going with unless specifically uh, asked, right? So those will be the first, the pre-QA workout, right? Like the pre-QA process starts with the media plan. It starts with the internal QA. Like what exactly did we talk about with the client and what is in this this document is everybody on the same page, all deliverables on the same page. Talking about deliverables, we talk about deadline during this internal kickoff. off It's super important, y'all, because as a counselor, we really want to over-deliver for our clients, as we should, okay? However, you don't want to set up your programmatic team. If you're telling um, this client that you have a multi-channel, uh, multi-strategy, let's say a quarter million, to spend in the next 60 days or 90 days, and then everything will be set up in three in three days. I mean, come on, three days to set up such a big strategy because I'm going to positively assume that a quarter million in a budget spend in programmatic at least, you have several mini strategies. You have a lot of nuance, a lot of steps to add, like tracking creative and all that stuff so it's, it would be almost impossible to set something like that in three days right because even in the perfect world they need to have you need to have implemented like you need to have room for those traders to really bounce off ideas to really you know test or i mean not test but really ask questions about the different tests they are allowed to do and things like that anyway um so that's just again an example an example of timeline so that would be a good time during your internal kickoff to talk about the deliverables um, and then the deadlines, okay? Definitely the deadlines. And please, add some fluff. If you know you can set up this quarter million, again, for the sake of the example, if you know you can set up this quarter million campaign in three days, great, but add some fluff. You never know. We're not robots. Somebody might be sick. Somebody's child might be sick that day. You know, you always want to plan ahead. Um, But anyway, so Recap, Re- let's recap the last three minutes, right? So your your QA process starts with the media plan before you even start your creation. Ask all the questions you need to understand. If there's any nuances, if there's any recommendation to make at that time, if there's any timelines discussion and deliverables discussion, this is the best time to do it. And then after that, make sure you over-communicate with the rest of the team when you're getting those launch, when you're hitting those launch timeline, Okay. Hi, did you know that at Ellen Parker Consulting, we now offer an accelerator program where we attract, recruit and train future marketers. And their training include a 6 weeks program where they cover programmatic landscape, um, industry, important industry trends, the differences between targeting placement and targeting mix and their best practices, including optimization and reporting hacks. Um, and they're able to set up manage and monitor a campaign, a demo campaign in the trade desk, everything including audience selection, inventory optimization, SPO, creative upload, brand safety, you name it. They're able to do it at the end of the six weeks program. So if you are part of the 90% of employers struggling to find a skilled candidate today and not willing to spend $14,900 on a bad hire, according to Zipia, Give us a call. Let's discuss which one of our five to 10 juniors available every month is the perfect fit for your team. Clients who have hired our juniors have shared that we were able to help them save one to two month onboarding with those juniors. Give us a call right now and let's discuss the solution with you. Um, Now, let's get into the QA. So now you have a media plan. Everything makes sense. You know what KPI you're going to be optimizing for so you know how to set up. Um, in the DSP. The next thing I will recommend is setting up the campaign, taking a break, walk around, come back the next day maybe, and then QA in your own work, okay? So the reason why I recommend a break between your setup, your completion of the complete setup, and um, your own QA before anybody else's QA is because You're going to come back with a fresher mind. You're going to come back with like more energized. Hopefully you're not coming back at midnight. (laughs) Hopefully you took a nap at least. And so by coming back and having that refreshed mind, you'll be able to really identify like, oh, this is what I should have done. So you're set up your camping one day or that morning, take a few breaks, take a nap, eat really well, hydrate, take your vitamins, and then come back to do your own QA, okay? And then review your QA notes, when I say QA, y'all, let's not just review everything by like just by like visually. So you look at your media, ma- your media map or your media plan, and you're like, oh, "Okay, here's the CPM." Okay, cool. Have an actual document outside of that do- uh, that media plan or media map where you are asked those specific questions about how you create how you created that that uh, campaign in your DSP. So that you can check yourself with this separate talk document. So the document should literally be almost the information on that QA list that I'm referring to, that one QA document, should be almost like a, a good document to send to new traders that are learning how to set up, right? Because they'll be able to say, oh, well, based on this QA sheet, I should always make sure that there are dates <laughs> saved. I should make sure that naming convention is as follows. I should make sure that frequency standards for this campaign or for this industry or for our agency standard frequency standard or add that, you know, so that sheet should almost be the, the how to set up a campaign with a checklist. Like, did you do this? If yes, what did you write? So that whoever is checking your work is going to use this document and they're going to use their own documents and verify everything. I know I'm talking about a lot of documents, but trust me, when you start spending $4,000 in one day instead of 30 days, you're going to want to have as many documents to hold you accountable and to give you insight in how to prevent those mistakes. So, okay, let's recap. Now you've created your campaign. Now you've taken your break. you hydrated in the middle. You've eaten your tacos. And you've come back to QA your work. My recommendation is to have a QA checklist that is separated, separate from your media plan. On your QA checklist, you should almost almost have uh, literally a checklist or like a table where you can verify that a date has been inputted, the budget has been inputted, that monthly budget has been set, that uh, pacing has been set instead of maybe um, pacing ASAP, maybe you want to start ahead or even, you know, things like that. So that QA document is what you can use to easily check on yourself. Okay, it's almost like robotic. Like, oh, did I do that? Boom, boom. This is what I did. Boom, boom. This is what I did. And now the second person, that the next person that's going to come QA your own work, is going to use that document to help, and then it's going to also use the media plan to to finish the QA. Okay. Here example of if you're asking yourself, you just heard my whole rant for the last seven minutes or so. And you're still asking yourself, like, I don't know if I need a QA sheet. <laughs> <clears throat> Have you ever overspent? Have you ever input um, the wrong budget? Have you uploaded the wrong creative and a tactic? Have you set up your campaign to success? Everything was good to go. Everything looked hella sexy, and forgot to turn on something. Have you set up um, a camp a tactic? And realize that after two days, nothing was spending, like nothing, but everything was activated. The right creative was on. Everything wasn't within the right date. Have you, what else? What else have you? I'm sure like some of y'all are listening and say, oh, I've done this before. <laughs> have you ever like set up in an ad server, let's say CM360 or Media with Trend, and then send your tags and then nothing is firing, right? Have you Have you had your campaign on for several weeks, sometimes like a week or two? with no conversions, okay. even though tracking is firing and everything like that. Those are all human-based mistakes that could be caught during the QA process before a campaign is launched. And here's something else I would say. After the campaign is launched, you should have a post-QA. Oh, shit, Ellen, how many more documents you want me to have? Like, I'm going to have so much documents. Sis, my brother, you want these documents. You want a QA doc? where you are verifying everything is correct and that second person verify in the platform, in the media plan and on your sheet, right? It's almost like they're grading you and that you're launching your campaign one to two days later, not more than 48 hours after activating. Somebody needs to come, whether it's you, you should always QA your own work, okay? First of all. So that QA person, your QA buddy needs to come back and verify that things are launching correctly, everything's firing to catch those launch mistakes. You know what I mean? And so by doing a post-launch QA, you're able to catch very on, very early on when a tag is not firing, even if you went through the pre-QA uh, launch, right? Um, because there are situations where the tag looks good, everything is set up correctly, but then something happens on the client's website and then it's still not firing, something like that, okay? um So that's why I recommend a pre-QA. I recommend to have a QA Buddy, that's verifying everything after you. Uh, A post QA up to 48 hours after launching everything. As soon as you see uh, impressions come through, conversions and quiz come through, I think it's fair to start the post QA. And the post QA is usually shorter. because it's literally just, again, everything is good. All all the tags firing. And then two weeks in, it's super, super important to do a QA again. Why, Ellen? We checked out the pre-QA. Everything looks good. The second, the two-day post QA is fine. Why would it need two weeks in? Because there's been several times where especially with working with third party vendor where the tag failed for some reason, you know? And so you keep seeing all these impressions but you don't see any clicks. And so doing a post QA is just this. And again, post QA is not so much optimization. And if you want to have my professional opinion you should always do a quick QA anyway of your setup before you start an optimization. Um, but part of the optimization can have queuing, but it's not, it's not the same thing. Okay, Optimization is looking at the data and the insight, pulling reports and making decisions based on your KPI, to, uh, based on the data that you're receiving. So it's performance-based decisions. Queuing is just, let me make sure I'm setting up everything to, to ensure whatever we communicate with that client is as close as possible set up or implemented or it's being executed correctly. Okay? So here's a few things I wanted to share, and we'll end with this. Some pre-holiday checklist for your programming campaign. Why? Because I had so many of my friends, not only friends, but like people on LinkedIn complain or just share. I don't think it's a complaint. It's honestly a share. Um, and then within the community, I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, my, my agency or my job or my brand is asking me to be on calls during Thanksgiving or during the holiday. And I'm like, why? Why? Even if you're in e commerce, and I hope I'm not going to get any hate mail for this, but even if you're in e commerce, there's no reason why your people should be working like this. There are some QA, like the pre holiday steps that need to be implemented as a team to ensure that everybody can enjoy some time off with their family. Okay. And have peace of mind because peace of mind is really important. Because I remember not needing to be on a on call or to check the campaign on a holiday but because i was so stressed that i forgot something i would still like literally wake up at 5 a.m on the, on the holiday like i remember waking up at 5 a.m one christmas a few years back checking on damn campaigns because i was just stressed the hell out that i had forgotten to activate a, a campaign or to schedule the placement in cm360 to start at a certain time and the other one to turn off right so by having those QA lists, even and using those QA processes, you can let your team rest. You can take a nice, peaceful time off, okay, um, to enjoy some family or just enjoy yourself and not have to stress about checking on a campaign. That's not fair. So if you're a hiring manager and you're asking your people to be on call, that's fucked up. Let me just say, okay, and I'm not going to bleep this one out, okay? Like that's fucked up. It shouldn't be happening. Um, You need to take responsibility and accountability and make sure that two weeks prior or three weeks prior or two days prior that everybody in the agency, all hands, all deck, verifying, queuing that all those campaigns are supposed to launch on a holiday or creatives that are supposed to be rotating during that time are set up correctly, verified and all, okay? And you can have, and you know what? If you need to have somebody checking, it better be you and not, it should not be your, your team. It should be you, your manager. And you, you should have a report coming to you automated every day during this holiday to ensure that this did launch because I'm seeing impression. Oh, I'm not seeing this launch. Let me go check myself. Okay. Like that's not fair. That's not fair. Your people are doing a lot. You're stressing this talent that is those valuable employees because you don't take the time to understand one-day strength, okay? Because there's a lot of people that come up with keyword documents even better than me. And I've been doing this for 10 years. And I've used theirs. I've used theirs after creating my own because it makes so much more sense because they're so good at it, right? Um, so you need to take responsibility and implement the systems needed so that your team doesn't have to be on call. And if somebody has to be on call, it has to be, you know, it has to be you. And please don't make them feel guilty about taking a vacation or being off that day. That's not cool too. That's not cool. Anyway, thank you for listening. So if you are, if you have access to LinkedIn, hopefully you do, or you're signed up to subscribe to my newsletter, then you'll have received it, received that one. If you're not, don't worry. Again, in the job description, I'll have the checklist that I use in the blog that you can use. And this one is specific to a holiday. Uh, before holiday weekend or holiday vacation okay so it's seven things to ensure your campaign are set before holiday weekend so one um, and again it goes back to your QA document budget checks like what are your budget checks I actually worked for an agency in the past they had QA pre-launch QA list post-launch QA list and they had a it was like almost like a well I'm gonna call it that like a holiday QA list that was specific to certain brands like e-commerce or something like that and part of it had similar, it had similar checklists. It was almost, almost the same, but the, the holiday one was specific um, to like, did you make sure that, you know, Christmas day or whatever was set as that. Um, so seven things are as follows. The first one is checking your budget. You've heard me give example of how we've um, accidentally spent a monthly budget in one day. You don't want that. So you want to make sure that you are able to, (laughs) you have that set up and updated. And sometimes we optimize and change pacing to ahead. So be careful. If you've optimized your campaign during a non-holiday season and you enter in a holiday season, just careful with that pacing uh, setting, okay? Another thing that is actually the second part of uh, the checklist here that I talk about is pacing. It's like, that's exactly what I I was mentioning. If you've optimized before and you change pacing, you might want to consider depending on your industry, depending on your inventory, availability, and things like that. It's up to you to make the decision. The third thing you want to check is flight date. I giggled because I put fight date. I put fight date in the LinkedIn newsletter. Oh my gosh, I'm not even going to change it. Y'all know I'm talking about flight date. (laughs) Maybe I was just in the fighting moon that day when I wrote this. So flight date should be at follow. No, it's not only like at the campaign level, it's like, Every single level, I, I give example specific example here, your placement, your ads, your creative, if it's in like CM360 or other ad servers, okay, that's really important. Uh, why? Because several, dang, I'm telling myself, but y'all, y'all better not y'all, not, y'all not judging me, right? I'm not telling myself, but I remember serving a million impressions for grocery brands <laughs> um, because the placement was on, the ad was off. Okay, if you're a CM360 person, you understand what I mean by there's a hierarchy in in CM360 or DCM. There's the advertiser, of course, a partner and all that jazz. But then there's placement and then there's the ad and then there's the creative. Those are the bottom three. Yeah, the placement was on, but the dang ad had a different end date and ended before the placement end date. And so we serve all of those blank bots. A million worth And we discovered this after the million impression because after million impression in that last week or it was like uh, in the span of 10 days, there was no clicks. But because I was rushing and I was so busy with other accounts and always being pulled in several decision, I was, you know, I didn't catch it. I didn't catch it as easily. And you might be thinking like, what, million impression with no clicks? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch. Don't judge me. Anyway, I was trying to let you know. So, that's why I say it's specific to the ad server. Make sure that every the flight dates are correct. Um, the campaign, the insertion order, uh, the line item, the ad group, depending on who controls the budget and the date, the creative assets, especially if it's third party tags, um, any tracking tags, any pixel, you name it. So make sure you're you're really paying attention to your flight dates. Okay, your creative messaging. If this is specifically if you have to rotate message in between days that. You know, during the holidays, maybe it's something on like today's Christmas and we're offering 50% or tomorrow's Christmas last day to sign up to the program, something like that. Um, the fifth thing you want to remember is the tactic. And the reason why I said the tactic is like, if you haven't in the last three weeks done any optimization, this is a good time prior to the holiday. That I'm not saying a, an hour before, a day before the holiday uh, break, but at least a week before It's a good time to just check on some of those performance and take that deeper dive because then you can track some of that, the performance, but also you'll be able to have that peace of mind like, oh no, I remember doing this last week. We're good. So the last two things I want to talk about is frequency capping. This one is one of those things that is super sexy to a marketer and to a brand, but do the due diligence to have frequency capping, especially during the holiday um, frequency cap is one of those metrics that is informative on how consumers are being reached and how we're engaging with consumer. And I'm going to borrow what Siraj at Acuity Ad said. He said that, you know, it's not about engaging with the, the consumer or prospect clients, it's about educating. And when you educate, there is a certain frequency that comes with it, the frequency that comes with it. But at the same time, you need to make sure that you're, you're hitting them within the cap. So don't sleep on frequency. It's really important, especially in a pre-holiday season. You want to be more aggressive or you want to be less aggressive. It's up to you. You know your brand, but remember to utilize those metrics and update them. Lastly, it's going to be a performance check. And here's what I would say is that you have your KPIs, your performance KPIs, right? So take a note at where you stand. You should know those type of things again um, if you're optimizing as you should. But sometimes shit happens. It's busy as hell. Um, so make sure you check on your KPS. And again, this, this should be done at least a week to two weeks before any holiday break, okay? If you're an overachiever, a week before or the week of the holiday break, send one to three insight points. And I really like this. And I've done that before. And it really helped. So check on your performance. But pull one to three insight points. Points to email the account management team and the client. This is the best way to offer peace of mind for your clients and the rest of the team that nobody's gonna arrest, arrest you on Thanksgiving morning or Christmas morning or New Year's Day or whatever. So by doing that, it's literally like sending a pre-holiday email to everybody and saying something like this. Oh, I give this example. I'm gonna read it out of the blog. Quick note to express gratitude in this season and to confirm the following. Campaign budget is facing and running as schedule and we are 70% through the campaign and 80% of the budget has been exhausted as planned, as scheduled, as whatever. Um, costs are competitive during the holidays, but we've adjusted bids and frequency to remain as competitive as possible while remaining competitive in auction. <laughs> I repeat myself. Our optimization has been focused on KPI X and we are averaging Y at the moment. So this is where you're saying like, my CPA is averaging 150 dollars, um, where I KPI is 200 or I KPI is 125. Because, especially if you're if you're not meeting your KPI goal, then you want to say it ain't because of the holiday, but because of the holiday, we probably won't meet the KPI or we 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 might see the opposite trend. So this is where you talk about like the whatever the client most care of the amount of sales. Again, if it's a CPA, if it's a ROAS, if it's a reach impression, I don't, I don't know. The most important thing that they care about is should talk about this, even if it's ugly. And then in the case where there's new creative and new messaging in rotation, then this is when you say new creative messages have been scheduled to start and all creative will expire and on end date X. Um, so it's a very, 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 very short, it's a very, very short, It's a very, very short message for that reason. It's really just to offer uh, peace of mind. And you're probably thinking, Ellen, I have a bunch of clients to do this for. It's going to take me a lot. Yes, do that extra step. Because when you do this, when you want to focus on sending your client a short insight for peace of mind for them, you give yourself, you allow yourself to have peace of mind as well. Because now you actually checked your campaign. So make sure you do something like that for yourself and for your team. I think it's the best thing to do. And clients will remember that extra effort trust me i give some last i'll finish up really quick here but i give some last you know tips i would say about retargeting if you haven't really maximized retargeting this is probably a good way to like the time to to test the um, uh, retargeting um specifically like a card abandoner, or form abandoner it shouldn't be the only strategy okay but it should definitely be tested and this is definitely the time to test new creative messages new landing page things like that why not and I said the bonus of the bonus is like you can pull a lookalike model or predictive model based on that one retargeting or that card abandoner for future decision or for future strategy, okay. Um, and then the last thing I will say is that make sure you you do maximize on those automated reports. So again, for your own peace of mind, schedule a quick daily report to let you know like if all the creative and pull it by very. A standard metrics right you're not trying to pull the full report here but pull something really quick that can give you quick a quick glance everything is clicking through every there's impressions there are some conversions and the cost is around this so that you can quickly check or really test the daily budget or or see and things like that you can assess how you're doing from a from a glance there So those daily reports or automated reports can be very very helpful especially when you first launch a creative and you can literally schedule the creative that creative report let's say to come to you to your email a few hours after it started um some some dsp will have some data already even though it's lower um but that's why you want to create you know that's why you want to schedule those automated reports so that you don't have to log into your campaign but with that all to say the sample can get really distracted. But Q4 can be really overwhelming as a whole and stressful because we don't have those systems set up. So do yourself a favor, spend some time to create those system internal systems for yourself, for the rest of your team, be the leader your team needs, create those documents. I will also add some template media plan and media uh, media maps and where there's a bunch of QA with it so that you can, you can see what I've created and then you can remix it, you know, to your needs or based on the DSP or based on your, your client's needs or campaigns. Okay. Um, So this is it. I hope you found this helpful. I know you're going to find this helpful. I'm calling you out on a few things, but it's with love. I know you're capable of doing this. I know that, and you are worthy and deserving of taking some time off for your team without feeling guilty. Okay. Whatever you've done this year, it's a win. There are many, many wins, even if there are some lessons learned, because I won't call them failure. They're all lesson learned. So kudos to you. I will talk to you next week. And then if nobody told you already, you're amazing. Go on and live your life. And remember to to really celebrate the small wins, because that's how we develop gratitude. That's how we develop a gratitude mindset. And I promise you, that's going to help your energy. It's going to help your productivity. And I know I'm just like rambling right now, but trust and believe if you do this, it's going to be amazing. So go and live your best life. And then I will talk to you all next week.